that sense of no ground is really the secure point. Okay. For the mental process, it looks like it's insecure yeah. with no ground. But there's a statement in the Bible, I don't think it goes this way, uh, you know, the Son of Man has no place to rest its head. See, a noun wants ground, yeah, to feel solid. But the verb, there's no place to rest in a way. All there is is consciousness being conscious of. But in that, that's the true rest. It's weird, yeah? Like it said in that reading, rest and unrest, that sense of duality. But the real true rest is that, I mean, I think he implied it too with the movement and the stillness, yeah? So there's movement, so there's the consciousness of, but that movement is stillness. So that's where you rest in a way, as that. So it's a verb, all there is is verbing, but that's the stillness. Okay? You rest in that. But see, as a noun, it would always be rest and unrest. So I like that sense of no ground, in a way. That's sort of what happened when I got caught with like my pants down, in a way. What occurred with me is I had spent... Well, this is just a story to actually figure, but I'll get something across. You know, I was out there, and I became, I had a, in 85, I got, 88, I got sober. Yeah. And so, my only identity at that point was being a drug addict. So, I basically didn't really have an established identity, or a really, like, shiny, fixed reference. So, it was very irritable, restless, and discontent. And then I became, like, a house painter. Yes? And so, and I wasn't really that good of a house painter. So I really couldn't really, didn't get much identity out of that either, right? So what I found was I started becoming a spiritual seeker, and I got identity out of that. I was a quote-unquote good spiritual seeker. I would sit a lot every day meditating, go on retreats, read books, do this, do that. And so I started to get the mind, the mental process, started to get identification as a seeker spiritual person. And even in my fellowship, I was starting to call, be called Spiritual Paul, uh, you know, all these names, yeah? So there was a sense of identification. And I was busily doing things to, because the, the only thing that will reflect the identification is doing and having, what that identification implies, yeah? So I was doing and having spiritual stuff, and I was getting a sense that I was a spirit, and it was, a, it was like a, you know, a, a, a thing to hang my hat on. Then, Maybe inadvertently I heard this invitation, and it sort of pulled out the ground from underneath me. Yeah. I mean, I seemed to have a lot of investment in a spiritual, and there was nothing like when you came back from a retreat and people said, man, you look really clear, and wow, your eyes, it would be like, wow, or you'd be on a bus and someone who was spiritual would think you're spiritual. Ah, yes, it's working. I'm spiritual. I'm a spiritual Paul. And then suddenly this message hit me and it just, it erased all the relevance of all that stuff. Not saying it's bad or good, it was just irrelevant. And I had been mining a lot of relevance out of that, my mental process. It had been mining an identity out of that practicing. And it was seen to be irrelevant in a way, to the fact. So it was like my pants dropped. And, uh, And... I tried to grab and was like, pull up, pull them up, but there was no ground. There was no way to pull up the pants. And what occurred is, 
that futility was recognized in a sense. There's no way I'm pulling these pants back up. And then they, I just started walking around with my pants dropped. Yeah. And, so started, and I started, you know, there was a getting used to it. Just walking around. And, hey, your pants are down, you know. You're, you suck as a painter. You're not this. And you're not meditating anymore. No, no. And pants were down. And I wasn't pulling them back. All right, I'm going to go back and meditate. No, no. Fuck it. And, uh, <laughs> and when I was walking around with my pants down, things got, got revealed, let's say. Started to entertain and entertain, and the entertaining became very immediate. Yeah, the, like the expression of it, I started to finally travel lighter. Yeah. So I realized I can travel a lot lighter with my pants down, with constantly pulling my pants up. And so that's the ground. Yeah, letting that ground go, and then I realized the real security is in total insecurity. That's where the real security is. That's why, in a sense, I do these talks and stuff. People call me from places, and I just show up. No freaking idea what's happening. I still don't right now. And it's fun. It's like taking a step, and there's always a stair up here. See? And so now I don't have to look down. Just look up. And then when you're looking up, you see a lot. Yeah? When you're looking down, yeah, you miss out. The looking is focused. Right? I take care of myself. But then this gets dismissed. You have the ability to entertain. Unbelievable. It just gets freed from entertaining down that tunnel vision. And then what's obvious, well, I, you know, became obvious. Blue started appearing as blue, red as red. Things just got cleared up without any thought or effort on my part. I saw the thought and effort is really the way it stays clouded. It's that incessant selfing. And the selfie only has meaning when it you feel like you're a self. Yeah? The selfing does not have to stop. It's just a seeing that it's just a verb. There's no noun. It doesn't make up a you. It makes up a you, but it can't create a you. It makes one up. It cannot create it. And there's that seeing of it, so you start losing interest in all this yakking. And where does your interest go? It goes somewhere else. You don't lose interest. There, you don't lose attention. Someone says, all right, Paul, you've got 20 kilos of attention, and uh, you're down to 19 and a half kilos. You better watch out where your attention goes. It's like, it's, it's like an infinite resource, yeah? It's just attention. So that attention started to be directed to other, quote-unquote, things. And, uh, and actually, it got directed to non-thing. And so, let's say you're looking. Remember duality. We're talking about duality here. Everything is dualistically presented. So here's your attention. So your attention is in self-centeredness goes out and goes to things. Yes? And most people go they're going like this and when it goes seemingly goes back what it does is it gets hijacked and, and directed to self. So basically this is what's happening all day. You're seeing out, and, and you're seeing in. But the seeing has been this hijacked, and now it's seeing like a billboard called you, Paul. You are the Alpha and Omega. Yeah? This conceptual idea of being this now becomes with, becomes the source of the, the interest or attention. Yeah? So now the attention goes into this black hole of self and gets caught orbiting around this freaking crazy idea that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. 
Yeah? So now every time you meet something outside, it's all based, it gets into this loop of self-importance. Yeah? So everything that happens, happens to me. Yeah? Everything, so if it's really juicy and meaningful, it's really, I'm really juicy and meaningful. Yeah? So let's turn on the spigots for drama and suffering and earth-shattering events, because I will seem to be bigger than earth. So, so here's this attention going. When you entertain your not that billboard, that attention doesn't go into that black hole. It goes somewhere. It doesn't go boom, 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 boom. It goes both ways. It creates like a circle. One's this one at the same time. Not just this way, but this way. And that's the sense of being light while you're traveling. Yeah? The interest and the attention and the awareness is freed up from this slavery of being drawn only to this idea of being Paul. Yeah? The, and the only reason why it is is because there's a belief it's you. Yeah? It's almost, Seriously, it's like a force, almost like gravity. But that interest and attention is only going to go to what you believe is you. If you believe that you're a self, your interest and attention is going to go there. Yeah? It doesn't matter what philosophy you have or anything like that. It's like giving a, a bloodhound a piece of clothing. It smells the clothing. It will run by 800 people and will not stop. It will stop at where the clothing came from. That's what it's like. That interest and attention is going to go into this. And so the, this flow of interest and attention becomes a self-important loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it creates a neuroses in the mind. The mental process cannot handle that much juice. It wants to. It wants to be the center of the universe. It wants to be God. But it cannot handle God-like juice. So it starts flipping out. Literally. Some people are sitting here today, not here, but they're in their house really fuming over the paper boy missing their porch. Their attention and interest is in some incredible endeavors right now. All in the realm of what's not happening. This is like, if I see that as not me, and I entertain it, when that interest and attention goes to its source, that's it. The same thing that's actually driving you crazy is the act of being free. The conscious of. And it's overriding any other false evidence that your mental process is inviting you to entertain as real. It overrides all the false evidence that's appearing real to you. Just in the seeing of it. No practicing, nothing. The seeing of it is the verification of what's going on. The seeing for us has turned into a way of looking, obviously. Like in recovery, we have an old story called the new pair of glasses. So it's viewed as alcoholism is a uh, pair of glasses. So when someone, when a mental process is infected with alcoholism, it sees a certain way. So it's like they're wearing a pair of glasses. That seeing or that looking has caused a lot of havoc to the one who thinks it's looking, yes, and to others. So it comes maybe, 
into recovery, and recovery offers it a new pair of glasses, which is, look at life this way. And so we have these 12 steps of principles and all this stuff. And so when you put those glasses on, the first glasses of self-centeredness without alcoholism, it corrects the distortion of that first way of looking. The first way of looking creates an incredible dependence. The second way of looking, hopefully, will create a freedom from the need of glasses. Because, in fact, I believe if you get addicted to a way of looking, it actually furthers your blindness to the fact that all there is is seeing. The seeing is what's happening. It's being interpreted as a way of looking because there's a you, an idea of being a you. So the natural seeing, to me, if anything, any way of looking here is worth its salt, it should, be, it should become obsolete. As soon as the seeing is, is entertained, there's no need to look anymore a certain way. Really, there is no way. You may continue that way, but it will be held very loosely. You're not going to be thinking it's producing any freaking thing. It's just the way your action figure is expressing itself through. But the seeing is the freedom. So that's why I believe truly I'm a, my whole job if, is to be obsolete. I'm just inviting you. It's like a mailman. I don't want you to follow me home. I don't, I'm just delivering an invitation. It's not like you've got to come over and hang out with me. It's just here you go. You've been served a little spiritual subpoena. See what occurs. And it will be in the running around and all this and all that. It's just revealing itself every moment. But if you're looking for it, you won't see it. If there can be a, a looking at that looking, maybe seeing will occur. Yeah? Maybe there'll be a the looking at the looking. Yeah? You think self's trying to get out of self, but the two lookings may negate each other and there may be a seeing. Right? So we're giving you an invitation. Of course, it's going to be another way of looking. But the looking... And the looking, maybe there'll be a being, and you'll have an example of seeing. And maybe another being, or maybe there'll be one. It's never, it's not an event, but it seems to be an event here. And it'll be all done. There'll just be a transfer of emphasis, and that's your interest and attention is not going into selfing, and it's just, and everything becomes obvious as blue is blue and red is red. There's no, you don't have to read books about it or nothing. You may like them, but there's no need to verify it or confirm it. It's just obviously confirming constantly. <laughs> just your conscious. I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> you know? So, with the self-system, the self-centered system, though, it's that movement of claiming is tricky because you have to see that when you are introduced to a new message. It's like, you know the old story I used? Uh, the, the old story about the lion and the sheep? No? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Oh. No, no, this is a story I've shared in the talk, so I'm recording. So, Alright, there's an old uh, Indian story about the lion and the sheep. So there's a lion and his mother, and the mother dies. So the young lion is left alone, and it's running around and doesn't know what it is or what to do, and then a herd of sheep come by, and it sees the sheep, and it runs after them. The sheep know it's a lion, so they're afraid, but after a while, they realize this thing doesn't even know it's a lion, so they sort of adopt the lion, and now the lion is living as a sheep, basically. 
Now, it's probably feeling a little irritable, restless, and discontent. A few years, it's probably not that interested in who's going to be the next sweater or barring or anything like that. But it's doing its best because it really doesn't know any better. It hasn't entertained. So it's trying to be the best sheep a lion could be, so to speak. <laughs> so one day, an old lion sees the herd and it's coming, it wants to eat. So it runs down and the herd recognizes the lion and they take off. Now, the old lion's running after the herd and it looks and it sees this young lion. So it believes the young lion is joining, joining on the, in the hunt, but it realizes the young lion is running away from it. So the old lion goes, oh, it runs after the young lion. The young lion is trying to run as fast as he can, and then it rolls over on its back and goes, please, Mr. Lion, don't eat me. I'm just a humble sheep, whatever. The old lion is a little perplexed by this little event, and it just doesn't say anything. just grabs the young lion, drags it over to this pond of water, and it sticks their both heads out. So there's the reflection. The young lion sees the reflection, yeah, and it wakes up. It realizes in a split nanosecond, it's a lion. All those years of thinking it was a sheep were erased. One second of revelation, hey, I saw the reflection, I'm a lion. The old lion looks at it and goes, roar, and it roars. It doesn't have to take three months of workshops on how to roar, because it's its nature to roar. So now the lion is bam, yes? Boom, 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 boom. It's, never, it's like when I was a kid. I'm colorblind in a way. When I was about 12 years old, you know, you're trying to be cool and everything, so my hair was getting a little long, and I, was, I used to go to this mall, Roosevelt Field in Long Island, where I grew up. And I had this, this one outfit I thought was really cool. It was like a gray long sleeve shirt, you know, a t-shirt with long sleeve, and a pair of red corduroys. So I had this outfit, and I'd go to the mall like every weekend and truck around. And a lot of people were looking at me, so I was working. I'm going, yeah, man, I'm looking pretty cool. And I, I must have looked at myself hundreds of times in the mirror, yeah? Yeah, I'm looking pretty cool. Then after a few months, one of my friends had some compassion for me. And he took me aside, and he says, you know, Paul, do you know those pants are magenta? And that shirt is pink? Yeah? As soon as he told me that, I saw the shirt was pink and the pants were magenta. I never saw them as gray and red again. Even though I looked at them hundreds of times with the assumption they were gray and red, as soon as it was revealed to me, hey, bro, that shirt's pink and those pants are magenta, I looked at them with that invitation and I saw that they were pink and magenta. I didn't, never went back to the closet to make sure they were pink and magenta. It was a done deal. They never turned gray again, and they never turned red again. They were always pink and magenta. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I, I don't have to go back to the dresser and make sure. Is it really pink? Yes, it was pink. <laughs> That's sort of what it's like. You're assuming something greatly. Yes? The invitation is to say, hey, you know, the shirt's pink and the pants are magenta. You'll look at it like you've looked at it thousands of times, but maybe you'll see it differently. That's the hope of the invitation. So to me, it's repetition. Just keep inviting, inviting if people ask me. And one time, the lazy Susan of the mind, you'll put the slot in the right place and it'll go right to the center of it and you'll see the shirt is pink and magenta. Will you ever put those on again? Probably not. You will not be confused. You'll have no doubt. You won't have to go and check it again or bring other people in. Is this pink really? You have your own authority. You saw it. It's pink and magenta. It's a done deal. So here we go.
let's say in the realm of beating sheep. In the realm of being sheep, the sheep get this crazy idea they'd like to be a lion. Yeah. Because they think they're different. You know, they'll be courageous. They won't take any shit. When the shearer is coming, they'll fucking rip its throat out. No, you know? <laughs> Sounds like a nice thing for a sheep to be. So there's a couple of them in the herd that sort of feel the same way. So now they, they've found a book about what it's like to be a lion, and they love the courageousness of it and everything. So then they find some pictures of lions, and they put them in nice frames, and they put candles in front of them. And they're starting to pray to old Mr. Lion. This lion was the first lion of the lineage and whatever. And uh, <laughs> they're practicing roaring, but it sounds like barring all the time. But they're sounding, hey, I'm getting close, isn't it? Ba, ba, yeah, it sounds like a roar. And there they are, busily, busily, busily trying to do it. Sounds all noble and well in a certain point of view, of a sheep's point of view. But the fact is, they're lions. You know? Every attempt to become a sheep, or become like a lion, really enforces the belief they are a sheep. And they can only, their mind can only entertain that they can become like a lion. It can never entertain they're a lion because it's entertaining they're a sheep. We're not having any opinion about being a lion or not. We're questioning that first assumption. Are you a sheep or are you a lion? When that gets clear, you'll see what happens what I found, though, in giving this invitation, you're sitting here going, all right, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. And so the person's hearing it, you're a lion, 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 and it hits here, and it becomes, I can become like a lion. That's not the message. You're a lion. Okay, I'm hearing it. You're a lion. I'm a lion. I'm a lion. Yeah. I'm a lion. I'm a lion. I'm a lion. But it goes through sheep ears. I become, I can become like a lion. That's not the message. Yeah? That's immediately going into the self-centered modality, the mental process, and it's going to be about being doing and having, and even the subtle level of doing and having, which is non-doing and non-having. But they'll still be driven and completely in the mental process. To become like a lion ain't it. You are a lion. It stops everything. head will go, what does it mean to be like a lion? No, that's sheep. I think I can become like, no, that's sheep. You start recognizing what you're not, which is, you're not a sheep. What's producing the sense of being a self, you'll recognize it because you're not that. It's very difficult to recognize it when you're identified as a self. You will not see the self as a product, you'll see it as you. The invitation is, I believe, the beginning of that product recognizing it's a product. In that recognition that this is only a product, the true subjectivity shines clear and clean. To me, that's the best the message can do. Just offer us the possibility to sit in that pause and see. What's the best way to be a spiritual condition? To have a spiritual condition? Not to maintain it, but to be it. Yeah. What's the best way to be a lion is to be a lion, not to be, become like a lion based on your ideas. Everything that's required is already in place. How could it not be? 
how could the constant demonstration of consciousness, the verb of being conscious of, not be the intimation of consciousness? We just walked out on the streets. It was unbelievable. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. What is that emphasizing? Me? All fucking day? Not at all. It's emphasizing consciousness. Because I'm not seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. That is freaking obvious. I've seen dead bodies, who I used to know. And that person I thought I knew was not the body. The animating principle isn't animating that body. That Uncle Fred is not Uncle Fred to me. Did I share that last night? Yes. It's so freaking obvious. But we walk around, the mental process keeps presenting us as the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. Question that, see. Addiction happens in the mental process for sure. Yeah. Yes. For me, the alcoholism that or that disease of being an addict is is a disease of the mental process. You can't find it in your blood. You can't take an X-ray and tell me where alcoholism is. But it's in the mental process, and the mental process produces a sense of being a self, and therefore yourself may have some strange fucking qualities if. The mental process is infected with the disease called addiction or alcoholism. People get addicted over everything, yeah? Blueberry scones or espresso or whatever. In my works, yeah. Can you speak about um, so there's like there's certain instincts you have or, or desire you have due to your instinct to eat and how Yeah, because the mental process takes the role of being the the manager of all that. Because you have this desire, whatever it might be, it might be for sex or whatever. So it's an instinct. So you recognize yeah, yeah. an instinct, but then that can trigger all the what's not happening. So could you speak about that? Well, yeah, because when the instinct becomes your instinct, that's what the recognition of an instinct does. It triggers all the self through the mying of it. Yeah. The apparatus has instincts. The apparatus has preferences and likes and dislikes. This body doesn't do well with cold. Yeah? It has a preference to be warm. Not the body, but the apparatus. Yeah. But the thing is, an instinct is an instinct until it becomes my instinct. When it becomes my instinct, it can be very misdirected. Yeah. Well, let me just share with you. When I, in AA, we do inventories of stuff. When I got to this inventory of my sexual behavior, yeah, in life, which is this instinct, sex instinct, most of my acting out sexually had nothing to do with sex. It had to do with self, uh, self-esteem. My mental process got a sense of value if a good-looking woman would let me have sex with her. Yeah, so I had to have that feeling of value every night. So I was out there trying to looking for sex every night, but it wasn't the sex I, my mental process was looking for. It was for self-esteem. Yeah. So there's the instinct being used for a whole other reason than just to have sex or to procreate. It had to do with creating an identity and making myself feel better about how terrible I was. 
and women signified that. And then at a drop of a hat, they could stop signifying it, so I'd have to go out and find another one. Yeah? This is like an instinct that goes wild as soon as it's claimed by the mental process, because it will use it for a lot of other purposes. It's a field day for the mind because you have to do it. <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people in uh, Overzetus Anonymous and stuff. Yeah. It's a very difficult road to hoe. Yeah. So as a self, for sure. So it's just a di- So how do you identify separate? I don't want to separate, but I'm just wondering how do you know which one's which? What do you mean? How do you know when it's an instinct or a need? A need well, you have the consciousness to know that. If it's not bridled to selfing, you, you are conscious to know what works and doesn't work. Yeah? Well, for example, in sex, so let's say, you know, people use me for a second. But some people say that's actually a misunderstanding of what you think of these things as being. So, that's right. Exactly. The intimate, the sense of feeling of connection. Exactly. That's the misreading so of by the self. Exactly. See, when selfing is in seemingly in place, it's 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 playing the role of you. So it's controlling and managing the instincts. Yes. So it will use the instincts in a way defined by the system it is. Yes. So, the system of self-centeredness has a very difficult time with intimacy. Because in that intimacy, something can be revealed it's a very afraid of. Like for me, living on the edge wasn't getting shot at and overdosing. It was sitting in front of someone who was unconditionally loving me. My head could not take that. Because to my head, I don't deserve that. Yeah, I deserve getting run over by cars and shot at. That's all well and good but I do not deserve love. Yeah? So intimacy was the last thing it ever wanted. Yeah? <laughs> Literally. So that drive for intimacy, if it's directed by self-centeredness, usually gets distorted. Yeah? And inti- intimacy, it produces... See, for me, selfing, what it does is... It replaces things that are so with symbols, conceptual ideas of what intimacy is, yeah? An idea of what being fine is, an idea of being happy, joyous, and free is. It gives an idea, and they, those ideas never translate into the real ease and comfort. They're like pseudo-replicas of, of um, living, yeah? It's interpreting life and is attempting to replace living with symbols. And so people, I go, how are you doing? And they tell me how much they have and whatever. That's their idea of how they're doing, is what they have. Yeah? This, to me, is a symbol. Yeah? Because what, how I'm doing is a verb. Yeah? 
either I'm traveling light or I'm not. Yeah? But people don't see that. They have an idea, well, I should, I'm doing fine because I've got a couple zeros in my account after a number and everything like that, so therefore I'm fine. Yeah? So to me, self-centeredness truly plays God, and it distorts this, this experience here greatly. So to me, sex is an incredible avenue of intimacy. Before, it was an avenue to have self, get self-esteem. had nothing to do with intimacy. It was the last thing it wanted. So it had a lot of one-night stands and this and that. It want, did not want intimacy. It wanted self-esteem. Yeah? So my life is a demonstration of like two managerial teams. One was called alcoholism for a long, long time. And now I'm under a different managerial team. And the way this life is seen and what happens to it and the expressions of it are totally different. Yeah? I really believe, humbly, that this is just an interface. There is no one home. It's just things abide in you and they express themselves to you. Some of them may not be that nice, like the parasite of alcoholism. Some of them may be incredibly beautiful, that divine light, if you want to call it. Yeah? But to me, you're, just, you're an interface for something or some things to express here. And I, I truly believe that most people... It's like winds are blowing through us. Like you see a wind here in this appearance of greed. And maybe you blame it on President Bush or something like that. But they're just representations of that movement. Of greed or malice. Yes, or lust or whatever. They're just energies moving and moving and moving. Through, 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 through. Well, in a way, the life that my action figure life is a demonstration of two extreme different winds. Alcoholism since I was a young kid till I was 36, and then the wind prided at when I was a kid of wonder and awe, and how it's traveling now. In this place of appearance, there's a lot of appearances. Yeah? And for me, this is like a projector. It takes undifferentiated light and it expresses and then it differentiates it. So I look like there's been like eight different lives lived in this little period of time. <laughs> by whatever was inhabiting, <laughs> you know, the, uh, <laughs> the captain's box. <yeah? laughs> but the thing is, the true recognition of what's happening, either alcoholism or freedom expressing itself, in self-centeredness, the mental process will claim whatever's being expressed to it. So when I was running around as an alcoholic, the typical expressions of an alcoholic point of view are resenting, seeing things as threat and harboring hatred and, and uh, malice towards what you feel is threatening you, anxiety, and harming other people in the pursuit of what you want. Those are just some of the grosser expressions of selfing through this apparatus. How that continued to go on, unabated, was this thought I was at. In other words, what was expressing through me, I thought I was. So selfing is expressing through this, and it has carte blanche to keep expressing because you're identified as it. When I realize I wasn't that, then something else expresses through. I don't think it's a something. Just a whole new form of expressing, expressing happens. All I am is a conveyor or, or, or a mode of expression. The thing with selfing, though, whatever's expressing through it, it will claim it. 
So if the light of all lights is expressing it, you think you're the light as a self. That's why light can bind you just like insanity can bind you. Identification is the bonding, not what you're identified as. Identification is the bonding. So this light going on, I do not see it as me, as a me. Yeah? That's the freedom from it. The freedom from the bondage to light. People get bonded to light. They're high as hell, and they have thousands of people saying they're high as hell. Selfing claims whatever manifests through it. Whatever. Because first of all, it's not manifest through it. It's a mental process. So whatever is happening, it says, it's me. I'm the one that's doing it. So I'm the one who's giving this great message. I'm the one who's been entertaining this. I'm the one. I'm the one. It's all freaking baloney. The same thing when you're low and on the gutter. I'm the one who's on the gutter. I'm the one who's fucked up. I'm the one who ripped you off. It's the same thing. It's, exp- it's just claiming whatever's expressing through it. Yeah? Through this. That's all that's happening here. The freedom is to know there's no one there. Yeah? So you don't take whatever is expressing through you as you. Yeah? That's what I believe they're talking about when they say emptiness and the void. It's neither light nor darkness. Whatever it is, when it expresses here, it can appear to be light or darkness, because this is a dualistic conveyor. When light, undifferentiated light, comes seemingly through this, it differentiates. That's what it does. That's what this is. The human interface is just that. Singularity can see can be seen as double, as duality. Yeah? So one thing appears as all things. One thing only appears as all things through this interface. And obviously then there's no thing. There's not one thing in all things. There's no thing. There's an emptiness. But that emptiness is full. See, people have an idea, oh, nothing means nothing. It has no meaning. Meaninglessness is the most, most meaningful thing of all. Meaninglessness is the absence of you giving meaning to everything. Meaninglessness is the really incredibly chunky meaning. Emptiness is so full, it's unbelievable. Yeah? Nothing is the treasure trove of everything. Everything came out of nothing. see him anyway, based on you. But it's not an event. And it's not... See, something that's always happening will not be seen to be happening. You, you cannot see... The, I'm serious. I, don't, I do not believe the fish is having an experience of being wet. Just don't. It's totally in its milu. It's only when you take it out of it, then it realizes it by its absence. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, was it? Yeah. A what? That got totally... Video. Oh, video. Selfing, obviously, selfing is a verb, so you seem to be born or unborn every moment. I use it as you're either dying here in appearance, you're dying either to the self or as the self. Yeah. That would be the birth and the rebirth. The death, the birth, the rebirth. Yeah. Dying to the self, obviously, is you have immunity to the thought system. It's not locating you or defining you. You're aware of it, not as it. Dying as it would be you're listening to all the thoughts as if you're the thinker of them. They're about you. The world's real. You're real. Yes. So they're both verbs and they're appearing. But what's appearing either way isn't either of them. I don't know what the hell it is. I really don't. I have no idea. That's why I just stick with describing what's not happening. You can't describe what's happening. I mean, how? why would you need to describe it? It's happening. <laughs> it's so... so you know, a description would be a way, a step away from it. It's just living. You know? It's like no time to stop and observe it. Yeah, it's the verbing, 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 verbing. If I had a chance to stop and think about it, I could think, oh, what the crazy idea I come here for, Toronto. You know, there's just no, there's just no, it's just happening. <laughs> I mean, me going one place or another doesn't stop anything from happening. It's just a giant overall happening. Then there's all these partitioning by the head, and uh, this was happening. I was in Toronto, now I'm back home. But basically, all of it is a happening. Yeah, all. There's no break. There's no where. There's where and the mind wants to insert nouns in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, this segment's happening to me. No, it isn't. That's a verb. Yeah? All there is is verbing. That's the rest. The rest is in the total unrest of the self-centeredness. The total unrest of self-centeredness is rest. It's the greatest vacation spot, right in the midst of all the self Yeah? It's the stillness in the movement, like we were saying before. If verbing was all there is, it would appear still. Yes? Just like when you're on a moving train, you don't know it's moving. Stillness and movement are the same. Same, same. So in the movement, for me, in the personally, not for me, obviously, but the recognition that is being entertained is I see it in the moving. The moving demonstrates stillness. Like, like that. So obviously. Yeah? So that's where I rest, is in moving. In the verbing of it. That's the stillness. I don't seek to get still. I actually stay away from getting still. I don't usually sit quietly because I could take off. Yeah, I just... And that's the rest. If I did this, you know, for a while, who knows what the fuck would happen. Yeah, if do. <laughs> you know? No, it's just a, awareness of the verbing, 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 and it becomes still after a while. It's not like the busyness of mind when you get exhausted. This busyness produces peace and serenity. I don't know how, but that's how it translates, says me. That's it. It translates as you. Yeah. somebody else it Exactly. Somebody else, so, as something else, so you don't try to copy. No, and you can't share. See, I, to me, it would be crazy to try to take something 
Because an understanding is, is, is only meant for a time. You don't need an understanding. An understanding is like something to sort of replace something else for a while. Yeah? So let's say someone introduces it to you through a book or anything like that. The book and something is introduced to it, but how, what it's made of is in the own recognition. Yeah? You know, for me to take something in and then try to re- and present it, like, that's why my website is Zen Bitch Slap. You see? So let's say you go to websites. There's the ever-perfect moment, yes? The eternal now, yes? Uh, the everlasting peace, and then Zen Bitch Slap. Exactly. Infer something else. Yeah, not the same old, same old. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be sitting here quiet and looking with that love and anything. It can be agitated and animated and using curse words. It has no fucking rhyme or reason. It does, does whatever it wants to do. But that sense is you're on, you know? And the self would flip out if it was ever it. If there was a real self, you would flip out. The onness is way overboard. It could not bear it. It would have to create a rest. It would need a break. It could be, it's too much for it. The self would blow up if it was a real thing. It's way too much. Too much juice. It, want, it, has, to, it has to sort of quantify light and move it away and make it not so light at times. It just could not take, take it. There's no way. No way. It's just an incessant onness. And self cannot submit to it. It cannot. There's, you are not that. That's that. How, how long does a self stay with nothing? Not long. It gets unbearable to it. A self loves something. You give it something, it can handle that easily, the self-mental process. But when it's introduced to nothing, it's, it's like a hot potato. <laughs> Let me get rid of this nothing and get into something again. This is nothing. You can't return it. <laughs> You're stuck with it, in a sense. Nothing. Everything comes from it. Stunned into silence. I like that. And you know, you may not like it through me. Shit. What can you do? Find someone else if you need anyone. There's some, some are many better people than me out there, for sure. Much more understanding and clear and stuff. Go get it. But some of you are stuck with me. I don't know. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. He's going to give me something soon. No. No.
The thing is, you can totally be yourself because you're not, really. Seriously. There's total permission to be the self because you realize you're not. If you think it's you, you want to improve constantly. You're like an urban renewal project. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what I I, I appreciate about what we call it. You're just you and not you. Yes. We're going to end, eh? We're all right? To me, it's like a souffle. Yeah, the energy of the room is cooking. It's like, a, and you can see it rise and everything. I really like it, and it's very sweet. I enjoy the hell out of it. <laughs> well, then that gives us a chance to cook again. What? So, what is the souffle's purpose but to collapse? Yeah. So it collapses, then you come back. So we'll, uh, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say the, the A ending. We're going to end with the serenity prayer, but I forgot. <laughs> we all hold hands and stuff. All right, well, thank you very much for, uh, you know, being here. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And I have some incredible desserts from Donna. If you want to try some, you can't have more because I want one. These are really, these are the most incredible tasting things. I definitely, yeah, well, if you like, well, leave them up here. Very good. I'm going to grab one now, just in case. Yeah. These are better than the last time. It was so difficult for me to, to, in, to, to uh, invite Paul to have one. <laughs> All right, go. Oh.
is ten. It is. It's a very nice little study. See, this is what my life looks like, though. Just me being introduced to it for an hour. You see how it spreads? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no organization of skills. All I do is keep it like penned in. Like my room is the closet. <laughs> Everything just has its own life and moves. As soon as I arrive, every if I'm with something for an hour or two, it looks like my room. <laughs> Everything is the sunglasses there, the wallet, these things, this, this, over there. I mean, I have so little, yet I make such a big mess. It's incredible. <laughs> I go to Paul's house. Paul's, you do not want, if I let loose in your house, it would have been ruined in about an hour. No, but you know, it's entirely irrelevant. I know, I know. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's just hilarious. Yeah, it's like whatever. I have a closet that I don't know half the shit that's in there. It's like I'm looking into the unknown when you open it up. Oh, I'm not doing this. And every few months, i got to go in there and rearrange it. What does it do when it's in there? I have it in there, and then about two months later, it's all like overgrowing, like the garden. And then I gotta go in there, I take everything out, and I try to reorganize it, and then it's all right, leave it at that, and then it's changed in a month or two. Like it has its own life in there. Pants I forgot I even had, they fall down. Same. 